welcome back to Parkour Convos. I'm Maddie Mitchell and I'm your host today and always because, well, quite frankly, this is literally my podcast. So who else is going to host it? Happy freaking Monday. Um, it's December 11th, which is, say it with me, just kind of crazy and wild. My guess is you couldn't say that with me because that wasn't actually a very predictable end to that sentence. I'm, I'm sorry in advance if I just made you kind of look like a fool. That's my bad. No, that's my bad. I take full responsibility. This week's episode, we are getting into the holiday spirit, probably in the worst way possible. We are talking about holiday horror stories, anything that's just kind of ruined a holiday with your family. And I'm really excited to dive into these. Haven't read them yet. So I really hope, I really hope that they're horrible. (laughs) That makes me sound like a horrible person. And like, I've kind of made my peace with that at this point in time. Anyways, I hope you're doing fabulous. I hope that your week is off to a great start. I hope your day's off to a great start whenever you listen to this. And I hope you're thinking, you know what? I'm going to kick the rest of December's ass. Honestly, when you think about it in so many ways, the year is basically over. Not to like get ahead of ourselves, but like this week, this week is probably like um, a big serious week for people. Probably the last serious week for a lot of people. I think next week's going to be like kind of a wash because it'll be like the anticipation leading up to Christmas. That's really exciting. And then after that, it's the twilight zone. That time period in between Christmas and New Year's that isn't real in any capacity at all. Um, that's like one of my favorite times of the year, honestly. I love that. I really do. Anything goes, which is amazing and also kind of scary at the same time. But I hope you're feeling good about the end of the year and I hope you're getting in the Christmas spirit if that's what you celebrate. Happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate. I know Hanukkah is in full swing at this point, right? I think it started on the 8th. So happy Hanukkah. And without further ado, let's jump into peak and valley of the week. I'm kidding. I lied. I totally just lied. Real quick housekeeping. We're just going to say podcast ratings check in. I had set a goal a couple weeks ago uh, to hit by the end of the year. I wanted to hit a thousand five star views on Spotify and 500 five star views on um, Apple Podcasts. On Spotify, we now have actually 1.1 thousand five star ratings, which is insane. And on Apple Podcasts, we're cruising. We're up to 478 when I'm recording this, which is amazing. So we're like really, really close to 500. If we can like push it past that, I mean, that would be all the better. You know what I mean? But um, thank you so much to those of you who have taken the time to do that. That really is so cool. And it means so much to me. Um, And then also don't forget to submit a picture if you're listening to this in your car to be this week's passenger of the week. And you can also, as of recently, I've decided you can also submit a podcast related meme related to this podcast. Of course, I feel like that kind of goes without saying, but I'll say it anyways. If you submit a parked car convos themed meme, you can also be considered for passenger of the week, which is a fun little, fun little added bonus. Okay. Now we can get into peak and valley of the week, peak of the week. I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies recently, and that has been just kind of helping to get me in the Christmas spirit. I think a lot of us know at this point, I'm a full blown iPad child. I just like walk around my house with my iPad because I need background noise to do anything always. Um, So I've been like, okay, I might as well watch some Christmas movies while I'm walking around my house doing all these random things. I watched, I watched four Christmases the other day, which I've seen a couple times before. um, And I always want it to be better than it is. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's one of those ones where I'm like, oh, this is just like a good lighthearted Christmas movie. And that's why I put it on because I didn't want anything like emotional Um, cause there's a lot of Christmas movies that are like unnecessarily so sad, which I'm going to get to in a second, by the way. Um, so I put on four Christmases actually the other night while I was eating dinner and I was like, it's just, it had so much potential cause like Reese Witherspoon, Vince Vaughn, come on, come on. But I just like, it doesn't hit for me. And I always like go into it thinking it's going to be different. And guess what? The movie is still the same every single time. So that's, that is unfortunate for me. I also watched The Family Stone for the first time with my um, parents and it was brutal. It was brutal. I had no idea that that movie was going to be so sad. Also, just the premise of the movie, so bizarre when you really, when you really think about it. For those of you who haven't watched it and like aren't intending on watching, this isn't even, well, I mean, I guess it's actually a huge spoiler. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched The Family Stone that came out in like probably 2005, but 
basically the mom dies which is like the saddest part is like she finds out that she's sick and she's telling the family and then it flashes forward a year and she has passed which is obviously just depressing and that's not Christmassy at all if you ask me but the the weirder premise the weirder plot line that's happening is that one of the sons brings home his girlfriend for Christmas and he's planning on proposing to her and then she ends up bringing her sister and he ends up falling in love with her and she ends up falling in love with his brother that's weird that's kind of like a weird what that's kind of like a hmm isn't that strange and like I'm all for it in a way because I'm like okay like they found true love that's beautiful but it's still kind of a strange concept for the movie. I don't think we needed all of that. It seemed like they were trying to fit way too much into one movie. But that's a really good one if you are in the mood to cry. I would recommend that. Let me see what other movies have I been watching. I also posted on my Instagram asking for uh, Christmas movie recommendations. So I'll share some with you. A lot of people were suggesting Elf and the Grinch as if as if I'd never, as if this is my first Christmas on earth. And I'm like, yes, of course, of course I'll be watching Elf and the Grinch. I love the Grinch. It's long been one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. Um, the holiday, the holiday I pretty much only save and I watch it on the day that I wrap Christmas presents because it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Love Actually, of course, something from Tiffany's. This one I watched last year. I think it came out last year. It was on Amazon Prime. That one is so good. It's so good. It's like a little rom com y, um, which I like. I like when it's not like just Christmas based, if that makes sense. Like Christmas is kind of an ongoing theme, but it's like an actual movie, if that makes sense. So I would definitely recommend something from Tiffany's. I added four Christmases to the list, but I I really wouldn't recommend it to a friend, unfortunately. Just Friends isn't really a Christmas movie. It's the one with Ryan Reynolds in it, I think. Um, but it takes place at Christmas time, so kind of, I guess. And then I haven't seen Noel, which I think has Anna Kendrick in it. I haven't seen that one yet, but a lot of people recommended it. And a lot of people recommended Spirited, which I also haven't seen. So I'm going to watch those two at some point as well. And then I know I've seen Love the Coopers. I can't remember if I liked it or not, but I'll be watching that one soon. And Love Hard, I think that's the one on Netflix with Nina Dobrev. And I remember thinking that one was pretty good. A lot of people also recommended Holiday, which is that Netflix movie from like a couple years ago. That movie is bad. That movie is objectively bad. Okay. And I watch Hallmark movies and can tolerate some of them. So for me to say that Holiday is bad, it's also not Christmassy because it takes place like throughout the entirety of the year. And very little of it is actually like Christmas based. So it's actually kind of also not the best thing to kind of get you in the spirit, unfortunately. But I recommend all of the other ones. So let me know what Christmas movies you're watching to get in the holiday spirit. Um, I also, another peak for me has been that I've been in my slime era, which is really, it was an unexpected twist for me. A couple, like last week, a brand reached out to me on Instagram called Slime Obsidian. And uh, the owner was like, hey, I want to send you some slime if you're interested. And I was like, hell yeah, obviously. I, I don't think I've ever really dipped my toe in the world of slime and I don't know why because the slime came over the week or last week and it was it's so fun to play with like I fully get the hype now I understand children I understand why this is so entertaining um, and then this was the best part one of the slimes they all, also all of them are scented and they smell literally amazing like I wish I could buy a candle that smelled as good as some of these slimes but one of the scents was peppermint mocha and the owner of Slime Obsidian left a post-it note on it that said, I know this isn't a dairy-free peppermint mocha creamer, but I hope this can fill the void for you. And I was like, oh my God, he listens to the podcast. So shout out to Jacob from Slime Obsidian. If you guys are in the market for some slime this holiday season, can't recommend them enough. They're literally so fun to play with and they smell amazing. Um, so you should definitely check them out and also they have a lot of like Christmassy scents which is really fun and kind of festive so you should look into that if that's what you're in the market for. My valley of the week honestly it's not even like one particular thing it's just like recently TikTok has been kind of a mess. I know my algorithm's kind of been out of whack. I keep getting videos that are from literally three months ago like pop culture videos that are from three months ago and I'm like yeah no I knew this happened back in September when this actually happened. It's so weird. I don't know why that's happening. But also that means that some of my videos aren't doing well, which is really 
not fun for me and it's kind of like hurting my ego a bit. Not even my ego. It's just like depressing when you are continuously working hard on something to make like good funny content and then see it flop because it's just like not reaching the right people. So that's just been kind of like an overall depressing theme for me in the past couple weeks. Um, and it's made me really unmotivated and sad. <laughs> Anyways, on that note, let's jump into Pass the Ox Song of the Week. I've been listening to Christmas music. Okay. That's kind of where I've been. I made a Christmas playlist because I I kept having this issue where I was like, I would get in the car and I'm like, okay, I want to listen to some Christmas music. And then I would go on Apple and I would play one of their like, you know, pre-made Christmas playlists and they would be so weird. Like they don't just put, cause they have like an essential Christmas one. And that was the one that I was kind of gravitating towards because they also have like holiday hits, I think, but I don't know the words to a lot of those because it's like singles that like actual musicians have released over the years that I that aren't like traditional Christmas songs so I was finding myself not enjoying those as much because I couldn't really sing along but then the essential Christmas a lot of those were just kind of lame it was like the classics but it was also a ton of lame ones and I was just like shuffling and shuffling and shuffling to try and get to a song I liked so I finally sat down and I made my own Christmas playlist so I didn't have to go through all of that again and that's been great it it just has the basics you know what I mean which is all I need also just like Michael Buble at Christmas time what a magical thing like it is so great that we are able to live at the same time as the Michael Buble Christmas album. So that's something I personally believe. Also, one of my favorite Christmas songs that I like always forget about is Step Into Christmas by Elton John. That song slaps. It slaps so hard. I literally love that song. And so I've been listening to that a lot. And then of course, Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson is just like all time fave. It just like doesn't get better than that when you really think about it. Uh, so yeah, that's what I've been listening to and that's what I've been up to. I do have actually one question for you guys. I think I'm going to, um, I think next week I'm probably going to batch the episodes for the rest of the year because I know that the week after, and then, like I said, the twilight zone, it's just going to be kind of a lost cause. And I know I will not, I, a, I won't be motivated, but also like, I might actually be busy question mark. I might actually like have things going on, which is definitely new for me. So I think I'm just going to record the episodes for the rest of the year next week. And this is what I have scheduled. And I'm kind of like, hmm, how do we feel about this? I have listener write-in for next week. And then for Christmas Day, I have the Hallmark episode, which has been kind of an annual ongoing tradition here at Parked Car Combos. For those of you who either A, were here last year um, and were listening then, you definitely remember. Or for those of you who have gone back and listened to all the episodes, you have probably listened to one of those. I have that scheduled on Christmas But I'm also thinking, obviously, I don't think many people are going to listen to this podcast on Christmas Day. And from the bottom of my heart, no hard feelings at all. But my point being is that like, is anyone going to want to listen to the Hallmark Christmas movie Facebook fan page recap episode after Christmas? Do you see what I'm saying? So do we switch? Do we switch? That's kind of my question. Do we do listener write-ins on December 25th instead? I'm really open to feedback here um, because I definitely I definitely do want to do a listener write-in because we haven't done one since like early November. Um, so I wanted to get that in there before the end of the year, honestly. So just kind of, kind of let me know what you're thinking. And then I think the January 1st episode is going to be pop culture recap with Tori from Ready to be Petty and pop culture predictions for 2024, which is going to be fun. That's also an annual tradition here at Parkour Combo. So uh, let me know what you guys are thinking. And now we can finally jump into your stories. Again, thank you so much to anyone who has written in stories. I love, I love, love, love reading about your lives, like truly from the bottom of my heart. Um, And these episodes simply would just not be possible without you being so raw and real and vulnerable with all of us. So thank you. Okay, this person says, my family told me we were doing Secret Santa. Also, I don't know if Secret Santa, is that a thing everywhere? I'm not sure. So I'll just tell you what it is anyways. Secret Santa is when you're with like a, a, in a big group of people and you all pick names and you only buy a gift for that person. I 
personally love a secret Santa because another alternative that a lot of people do is Yankee Swap or it's also called a white elephant. And that one is a lot more convoluted and it's a lot more difficult. It's also when you have a big group of people and you buy a gift and you wrap it up and you bring it and everyone picks a number and you go in order picking gifts, but then you can like steal gifts from other people. I don't like Yankee Swaps slash white elephants as much because it's a lot harder to shop for like a huge group of people to like get something that like everyone would like versus shopping for secret Santa when you're only shopping for one specific person and you can get them a gift that they, you know, that they personally will enjoy. So I personally, um, out on Yankee swap, but I also just like love buying gifts in general. So I'm out on both because I just want to buy everyone gifts, unfortunately. Um, okay. So my family told me we were doing secret Santa instead of buying gifts for everyone. And then I showed up with a gift for the one person I was assigned to buy a gift for. And I was the only one who didn't buy presents for everyone. That's mean. Why would they do that to you? Also, the fact that you knew which person you were supposed to buy for leads me to believe that you did end up like fully drawing the names and everything. So that's even weirder. And then just behind your back, they were like, okay, now we're all going to get that's that's messed up. I'm really sorry. You did nothing wrong, though. Let's face it. Okay, next up. I'm not sure if this is a horror story, but it was traumatic, lol. My family and I went to Disney for Christmas when I was in elementary school. Traumatic in and of itself because of how insane it was there. I cannot imagine Disney at Christmas. I truly can't. However, I got a horrible case of the flu or something and I threw up in Epcot while we were waiting for the monorail and then did it nonstop until I went to the ER. Oh my God. The highlight was the chicken noodle soup that my grandma brought me when I could finally hold down food. Then a few years later, I got sick in the middle of the night before Christmas again, lol, but I was home, so not as bad. Anyways, I love the pod and you were the best, but you should know that and never doubt it. Thank you so much. I do. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> no, truly from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's really, really kind. Um, being sick on Christmas is horrible, but being sick on Christmas at Disney has, no, that's, it is a next level that is elevated. That is, that is a trauma and that is a horror story. You are absolutely valid to, to jump to that conclusion. That's totally rational. I too, unfortunately, have suffered the fate of getting sick on Christmas. I I think this is when I was in college, so it was probably like 2017 or 2018. I went to a Bruins game, a Boston Bruins game with my family, my parents and my brother on December 23rd. And it was like, it was such a fun game because it was all, you know, Christmassy and they played Christmas music and it was a day game. It was really fun. And the seats that we had were lucky for us directly in front of this man who was legitimately hacking up a lung the entire time. It was so beyond disgusting. I remember vividly because I was posting it like incessantly on my Snapchat story because the way that he was coughing was so, I've never heard a cough like that. Like I would go into my own pocket to cover his copay to go to the hospital because he was suffering some serious affliction and he was also not the best at kind of covering his mouth and so I was making jokes the entire time my mom and I were that we were gonna have to like stop and get like emergency on the way home and we were gonna have to like disinfect our entire like everything that we were wearing like we were making jokes about it but then it like turned out to like not be a joke and I legitimately got the flu on Christmas so like two days later which I feel like checks out spending time with this spending time in such a close vicinity with this disgusting man and then two days later I got the flu luckily it didn't it didn't really hit me until like Christmas night so I think we had like had dinner and then I was like I feel like shit I'm gonna go to bed and I remember going to bed super early and then I was like out for the next few days and it was it was really bad so I guess I'm glad that it didn't happen on like Christmas Eve because that would have sucked a lot more but it was it's not fun getting the flu is not not fun at all um shocker I know that's what you guys come here for is for my hot takes getting the flu not fun all right next up my sister-in-law has been horrible to me since the day we met and the holidays just make it 10 times worse awesome she says tis the season I guess we meaning me my fiance and his siblings are all 
23 plus years old and no longer receive gifts, just stocking stuffers. My mother-in-law always fills the stockings with pretty basic stuffers. Last year, I opened my stocking and got chopstick, pens, candy, a few pairs of fuzzy socks, and a few other miscellaneous items. I am assuming everyone got similar things, but I guess my sister-in-law did not. She threw a fit. She said, why does she get socks and I don't? We all side-eyed and laughed it off because she couldn't be serious, right? Wrong. She got up from her seat, threw her stockings across the room and said fuck this she always gets what she fucking wants and stormed off christmas was shortly ended afterwards p.s i will be giving her a hefty amount of fuzzy socks last year to accommodate for last year's mistake stop it stop it there's certain people i mean i think naturally the holiday season just kind of can have the tendency to bring out the absolute worst in some people but also it is just like a horrible a horrible time to be bringing together people that genuinely don't like each other in the name of Christmas. Do you know what I mean? There are certain people that just like, and I'm not saying this about the person who just wrote in, but there's certain people that just like should never be in the same room ever. Like certain family members that you might be thinking of that you're like, yeah, there's just because it's Christmas doesn't mean that these two people should be in the same room or these two families or whatever the case may be. And I think so often people are like, well, it's Christmas. We have to. And it's like, oh, oh, but no, you don't. You actually don't. And actually, it would be so much more peaceful if you could remove yourself from the situation. But that is insane. I also need to know how old she is. I mean, obviously, any age over 23, not okay. That's so weird. That is straight up so weird, um, especially because if it's all stocking stuffer-ish items, I mean, and also fuzzy socks is like a crazy thing to be upset over, but it's not like you got some fantastic, like really expensive gift. It's all like little knickknacks. So that's, that's, that's really weird. You should also maybe gift her um, a gift card for some therapy sessions nearby it sounds like that would be something that she would benefit from but we would also all benefit from that let's be real okay it looks like we have some more family drama up next so I hope everyone's prepared for this so we're sat at the dinner table on literal Christmas day and my stepmom is taking the royal piss out of my (laughs) dad hmm I wonder where this person's writing in from I love it. Okay. Um, My stepmom is taking the royal piss out of my dad's low-key autistic tendencies and hyperfixations. That year, it was board games, lol. And my dad finally loses it and goes, let's stop now. Why don't we talk about your weight? No. No, 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 no. Anyway, yeah, my stepmom saw red and launched the entire dinner table and its contents across the room. You're kidding (laughs) stormed off and so we spent Christmas picking glass out of my siblings hands and doing some lovely marriage counseling childhood trauma or funny cute little story who knows girly oh my god vibe check how you doing was this last year no I don't think so she didn't say that that is crazy yeah something about like grown human adults throwing absolute balls to the walls temper tantrums is just inherently so funny and it also I love it because it ruins any argument that you had you know what I mean it's like uh, okay yeah no you were justified in being angry but why did you have to throw a table across like that was mm, too far it's kind of the universal mm, too far you know what I mean oh boy I hope everyone's feeling like this is preparing them for the holiday season hopefully Hopefully it'll make you feel better about whatever happens on your Christmas. That's kind of my intention going into this. Okay, next we have, hi Maddie, you are quite literally the funniest influencer I know and I listen to the pod religiously. Awesome. And that's all she wrote. That's so kind of her. I'm kidding. Relax. Okay. For my story, it was Christmas 2018 and I was 13. So I had no clue what was going on with my fashion and sense of identity as 13 year olds don't. So true. That year I had asked for an Apple watch but not to track my health or anything, just to say I had one. Classic. That's why 13-year-olds do everything. That's why 13-year-olds want anything, is just to say that they have it. Uh, So anyway, I didn't open an Apple Watch on Christmas Eve with my dad's side or on Christmas morning, so I assumed it was coming later in the day with my mom's family because they are very generous. I opened a gift for my grandma, and it was this hideous reindeer decoration. Obviously, I didn't want to show unappreciation, so I said, oh, thanks, grandma, and her reply 
she said, oh my God, that's not your gift. This is Phyllis's gift. And Phyllis is her best friend. My mom had given Phyllis her present a few days prior, but she opened it in private. Phyllis texted her after, thank you so much for the generous gift. And my grandma thought nothing of it. So then on Christmas day, my grandma realized that she gave Phyllis my Apple Watch. And then called Phyllis on Christmas Day to explain what happened and take her gift back. Oh my God, we have a video of the call happening and it's the funniest thing ever. (laughs) We still bring it up every year. That is hilarious. That is actually so funny. Not your grandma having to be like, hey, Phil girl, I'm sorry. It's not for you. That Apple Watch isn't yours. That is genuinely, that is such a wholesome holiday story. That is beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I love that one. Okay, this one is a doozy. Also, I was going to say trigger warning. It's not a trigger warning. But if you're listening with children, I wouldn't listen to this one out loud. Okay? Okay. Okay, so one year we were driving home from this awful holiday brunch that we always do with our quote-unquote family friends, a.k.a. our parents' acquaintances whose children used to go to middle and high school with us, insanely awkward every year for each individual involved. And yet the tradition stands, question mark, like clockwork question mark anywho this particular year I was 10 and my brother was six my dad had gotten absolutely wasted and was rambling on about whatever on the car ride home my little brother said something about being excited for Santa to come and out of nowhere my dad got really angry and kept saying to my mom I can't lie to him anymore we can't keep doing this Sorry, I'm just laughing at like how dramatic that statement is in regards to what's coming next. So he turns around in the front seat and looks my my kid brother in the eyes to tell him Santa isn't real and never was. My brother starts to cry and my mom gets very upset with my dad for dashing their son's dreams for no apparent reason. And then my dad decided that it would be a good moment to come completely clean. So he doubles down and tells him in one sitting that the Easter bunny isn't real and neither is the tooth fairy, etc. Until my poor little brother looked like he didn't know which way was up and which way was down. My dad turned back around and muttered something along the lines of, I don't think parents should lie to their kids. And then he pulled into the driveway and we each went to our respective bedrooms and never spoke of this again. That is so sad. That is really sad. I'm actually really curious. If you guys celebrate Christmas, how did you find out um, about Santa and his lack of existence? That is something I'm curious about. For me personally, it was actually a true like Nancy Drew moment. Um, I had my parents had gotten something for me that was from Santa. And then I found the receipt (laughs) in our in our home. And I remember being like, uh, what is Santa like reimbursing you for this? Like what's going on? Clearly you bought this. And I think I was in like first grade. So that was kind of a crazy way to find out. And yes, I know what you're thinking. You must've been really fucking smart. Yes. Yes, I was. It was also, I think because the item we had gone to some like Christmas fair or like some sort of event and they'd been selling this item there. And then I asked and I had like never seen it anywhere else. And then I asked for it for Christmas and then we had it. So I think I was already suspicious because I was able to be like, okay, they definitely bought it for me there because it was like weirdly a specific item. Now I can't remember what it is, but I remember being like, that's weird and thinking "Hmm, that's suspicious. And then the receipt just kind of like confirmed it all for me. But I think a lot of people, because I was also the oldest sibling, I didn't ruin it for my brother. I'm sure one of his little friends, one of his little friends with the older sibling did, but I, I ruined it for myself, unfortunately, pretty young. And then I pretended that I, I didn't, that I didn't know that Santa wasn't real for a while just to kind of, just for the bit, like I just kind of went along with it. But my favorite part of this story though, is when your dad turns to your mom and says, I can't lie to him anymore. We can't keep doing this. That makes it sound like he is about to say something so much worse. (laughs) so much worse than what he's about to say I mean granted for a child there's nothing worse than finding that out I'm sure but that is it's kind of hilarious when you put it into context I am excited for this next one because it's kind of a crossover between spooky stories and a Christmas story. Hi, Maddie. This story puts the horror in holiday horror story. My house wasn't really haunted as a kid, but we would always have spiritual, supernatural experiences around Christmas time. Whenever we got a real Christmas tree, it would fall over no matter what. It didn't matter what we did. It would fall within at least a couple hours. We tried an artificial tree and it stayed upright. 
odd, but not too supernatural. Even with a fake tree, weird things would always happen surrounding this Christmas tree. On multiple occasions, ornaments would fly off the tree and hit the wall instead of falling straight down. That's ew. I just got chills. That's spooky. They fly off and hit the wall. That's such an unnecessary thing for ornaments to do. And also not how gravity works there. I said it. There, I said it. Okay, our lights would flicker and burn out more often than normal, etc. None of this was that strange until we came across an article in the newspaper. Not the article in the newspaper. I love this pipeline. The pipeline of like, "Mm, weird things have been happening. And then we discovered an article in the newspaper. So perfect. I live in a pretty small town and they run a history page every month, like 10 years ago today, 50 years ago today, and so on. In December, around Christmas, there was an article in our town's paper saying that 50 years ago, the house that we lived in had partially burned down because of a Christmas tree fire. (sighs) Is everyone else freaking out? Because of a Christmas tree fire and killed the daughter of the family living there. This made sense because the living room of our house was newer than the rest of our house, but we did not realize that was the reason. Anyways, love your podcast so much. Thanks for reading. That is crazy. That is actually so, so, so crazy. It's crazy that like you were noticing these things before you found out because then it's like, okay, it all starts coming together. That is actually so nuts. I'm curious as to, are artificial trees less flammable? It's interesting that this this ghost seemed to have a, a preference for artificial trees. Maybe they felt safer. I don't know. That is actually crazy. Thank you so much for sharing that one. That was, ooh, I was not expecting to be spooked here, but here I am pretty spooked. This one's definitely kind of a totally different note than the last one. I was extremely nervous meeting Santa in the mall for the first time, like stomach churningly nervous. When it finally came time for me to sit on his lap. Also, I would love to say that this person didn't specify what age this happened. So we can all assume that this is like <laughs> a 20 year old adult. When it finally came time for me to sit in his lap, I literally shit myself on his leg. It went everywhere. He pushed me off and they had to, sh- he pushed you off. <laughs> he pushed you off. <laughs> okay, now it's funnier to imagine you. No, it's not. I was going to say it's like a little kid getting pushed off of Santa's lap. It's not funny, but it's funny because you're fine, obviously. Uh, he pushed me off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that not hilarious? Picturing like Santa being like, ew, get the fuck off of me, you freak. Not that you're a freak. You're just an anxious child and that's totally fair. Also, the concept of sending your kids to sit on some elderly man's lap, weird. It's just weird. Like, I get it. And it's like a cute picture for like the time that the the child actually smiles and isn't terrified. But half the time these kids are scared shitless. Why are you forcing your kids that are scared shitless to sit on Santa's lap? To sit on a man, a stranger's lap? Like that's just not, no, that's not okay. And obviously they don't want to sit on a stranger's lap. And also he's dressed in like a big scary costume. Also half the time these kids have no concept of who Santa is. So it's like, what is the point at the end of the day? Honestly, you're totally justified, but I am needing to know your age in all of this because it would also no I'm not gonna get into it I don't want to but it that is crazy Santa pushed you off his lap did you feel rejected by Santa were you like fuck is he not gonna bring me any presents like I'm needing to know kind of the ins and outs of your mental state when Santa Claus a person that children are supposed to adore pushed you off his lap I would be terrified I would be like okay I guess this is it for me I'm not getting any any Christmas gifts this year. That's really sad. Okay, this one is a doozy. Giving you the gift of mental preparation here. Me, 28, and my wife, 27, live a pretty chill life with not a lot of drama or stuff like that until you know you know it's going to be bad when that's how it's prefaced. I walked in on her and my sister doing the deed. Love that for me. Anyway, I got a divorce and she is with she is with her wife who knew who know were. I don't know what that means, but I don't even need to because, yep, you win. That's bad. Also, was this on Christmas? <laughs> that part isn't specified. I'm assuming, but either way, so sorry. Super tragic. I'm really sorry. That sucks so bad. Thinking of you this holiday season and hopefully hopefully you're in a better spot this Christmas. Fingers crossed. Um, 
And also it's a great time to remember adultery is a sin, people. That was a quote from the office. I'm not I'm not actually being biblical. It's important that you know that. Okay. Um, my mom got wasted on vodka and a gummy the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> this past Thanksgiving. She fell and got stuck between the toilet and the wall. No. <laughs> No, she didn't. I hope she was fully clothed when that happened. That's kind of where my mind goes when you said in between the toilet, because who's no one is on the toilet fully clothed in that sense. So that is really traumatic for not only your mom, I'm sure, but also for whoever had to help her. That is wow. Okay. Oh, God, they keep getting weirder. My cousin tried to hook up with me during Christmas break, but I said no and kicked her out. What? what is going on with your families with peace and love and obviously no judgment because you guys are clearly normal and well-adjusted. Otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. And when I say well-adjusted, I mean that somewhat loosely because I mean, let's face it, who's really well-adjusted. You know what I mean? Wow. That's a lot. I hope this is at least making some people feel better about their dysfunctional families. Fingers crossed. That would, that would make me feel good about recording this episode. Okay, next up. One Christmas dinner gathered around the table with my whole family. We were talking about my cousin who couldn't make it to the family Christmas that year. That cousin shares the same name as an ex whom I had a bad breakup with a few months prior. Let's call them Sam. So gathered around the table telling telling tall tales of cousin Sam, I tell my sister to call her saying, seriously, call Sam, to which we hear Siri speaking from my phone halfway across the room saying, FaceTiming. Sam, but obviously the wrong Sam, followed by the ominous Facebook dialed, uh, Facebook, Jesus, FaceTime dial tone. To say my soul left my body as I attempted parkour to reach my phone in time as my family sat in silence and watched the spectacle is an understatement. That is truly, that's one of those things where it's like, do we actually need technology? Like, I don't think so. I don't think all technology is good, but I'm, I'm proud of you for not seeing that as a sign <laughs> because I probably would have. I probably would have been like, oh my God, that is divine intervention here at this Christmas dinner table. And that is so beautiful. And so thank you so much for this sign, universe. That means the world to me. So I'm, honestly, you're braver than I think most of us. You have more of a, of a backbone than a lot of us. So that's great. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy for you that you were able to persevere in that sense. Okay, I can already tell that this one's another family drama one. So I'm just giving you the foresight to prepare yourself. I went on a Christmas vacation with my husband's entire family, parents, brother, and his wife and their kids to England. He had been really distant. She's referring to her husband, by the way, or he, I don't know. Um, And I had sent something fishy. So when I was a wee bit drunk on Christmas and he was napping, I checked ye old iPhone. What? (laughs) What are these words? Tell me more. Tell me more about your vernacular. I'm needing to know kind of everything and found out that he'd been having an emotional affair with a woman back home. Okay. Shoot. When I confronted him, he called me crazy, a classic, and then changed his gears to, I want an open relationship. I want to get my own apartment. I don't know if I want to be married. No shit. So true. No shit. No, we, no, we got that actually. The next day, the entire family got COVID. So proceeded to be locked in our Airbnb until testing negative to return home. No, you were locked in an Airbnb with your soon to be ex-husband after just finding out that he was having an affair with a woman and his entire family with COVID. Uh, You might win. You might. You just might. That's That's bad. But wait, I think this story is a happy ending. I really hope I don't regret saying that. Okay. Two years later, I am divorced, bought him out of the house that we own together, which I have transformed into a beautiful lady palace. I'm not loving that terminology, but like I see where you're coming from and I love it and live here with one of my best friends. Hi, Barbie. I love that. As an added bonus, his parents, whom I love, continue to send me flowers and gifts on birthdays slash holidays and even fly into town to house slash dog sit when I'm traveling. That's amazing. But the real gem in my divorcee crown, so chic, was when I received a picture message from his 13-year-old's niece with a novelty mug that read, congratulations on your divorce. We hated him. A true Christmas fairy tale glow-up story for the ages. Oh my God. His whole family hates him? Wow. You definitely did win. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. 
And it must be nice to know that like you can never experience a worse Christmas. Like the worst is clearly behind you. Every Christmas going forward is is going to just get better and better. Because that is a form of rock bottom. And I love that you were able to make it out to the other side of it. That's so beautiful. I'm really, really so ecstatic for you. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay, I haven't read through this one yet, but I'm very inclined to based on the first sentence. It says, Maddie, I've been waiting on the right prompt to write in for, and this is it. You're going to want to get on a wild ride and read this. P.S. I love you. You're so funny. Thank you so much. And that's all she wrote, actually. Kidding. Okay, I am from a small town and have not lived there since I graduated high school, but I go home every single year for Christmas and spend it with my grandmother, parents, brother, and mine and my brother's partners. My dad is a carpenter and is always getting some kind of minor injury at work, which we are all very used to. About four years ago, when I arrived home, my dad told me that he had been shot in the back with a nail gun. Um, okay, I'm just going to say, was that intentional? I don't know the ins and outs of nail guns, but I mean, obviously he didn't do that to himself. You can't shoot yourself in the back with a nail gun. That, okay. Okay, I'm just going to soldier on here. Um, I got him some butterfly bandages from Dollar General and bandaged him up and we went on with Christmas. On Christmas Eve night, about 48 hours after the nail incident, the family, including my dad, was opening early gifts and playing Monopoly. My dad went outside to smoke. Ew, I know. So true. And we were waiting for him to come back inside. After 30 minutes, I went outside to check on him and hear him screaming my mother's name. So I run inside to get her. She goes outside and finds him laying in the yard. He is telling us that he cannot feel his legs or feet and begins to drag himself by his hands and arms back to my grandmother's house. Oh my God. At this point, I'm horrified and I'm positive he has gangrene. So I call 911. In this small town, it takes a while for an ambulance to get anywhere because there's no nearby hospital. So other members of local emergency response, including the police and fire departments, always show up. So shortly after I call 911, the local sheriff arrives with his emergency lights on. Remember that this is a very small town, so we know the sheriff well. He starts checking out my dad, who is now covered in mud from dragging himself across. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's literally not funny at all. Um, he's now covered in mud, dragging himself across the ground, and is leaned against the house. I, trying to be helpful, go on the hunt for my parents' keys and wallets, since I think we will soon be leaving for the hospital. My dad usually went to smoke in the outdoor shed. So I went there and looked around for his things. I spot in the corner an empty bottle of cheap vanilla vodka. At this point, everything starts to come together for me. My dad, who is always drunk, was actually much drunker than any of us realized. We have all just called the ambulance because my father got totally toasted, fell in the yard, started talking out of his ass about some I cannot feel my legs. And the worst realization of all this, he was not covered in mud. <laughs> He shit himself. No. <laughs> I really, this is not where I saw this one going. Okay. While I was returning to relay what I had found out, the ambulance pulls into the driveway. I walk up to my partner to share what was going on. At this point, we call one of our friends to come and pick us up. We flew in, so we didn't have our own car. The medical professionals get out of the ambulance and come to start talking to my dad. He is surrounded by the sheriff, two people from the ambulance, my nosy grandmother who already hated him, my mother and the neighbors who came over to see what was happening after the sheriff arrived. The medics say, can you tell me what kind of trouble you're having, sir? To which my father stands up. Apparently he can feel his legs again. <laughs> and solemnly matter of factly states, I had a bowel movement shit myself no no my friend arrived moments later playing christmas music the ambulance and sheriff left and we just stood there and stared at each other while oh oh holy night played in my friend's car we left saw my dad the next day and he did not remember any of it no oh my god oh my god getting so drunk that you convince yourself you can't walk and that and then you drag yourself across that in hindsight now I my laughter was justified because he was dragging himself across the yard for for literally no reason because he in fact could just stand up and walk and he chose not to oh my god that is actually so hilarious thank you so much for sharing that story I'm so glad you were presented with this opportunity that is it's truly it's a beautiful story Okay, I just read this one and it's a doozy. So let's all buckle up 
together collectively. So picture me and my husband getting ready for a very boring party one of his snobby, annoying friends is throwing. Yes, I don't like them. Bunch of clowns. But I'm afraid we don't have time to go into my despise for them. He knows I don't like them. And I literally give in to see them only once a year for this stupid party. And they know I don't like them too. Keep that in mind. We are running late, very late. And already the stress is high. A friend that was supposed to come to the party stops at our place giving us his Christmas gift for the host because he will to bring on his behalf because he will not be joining us at the party. While I'm quite frantically on the sidewalk, um, sorry, while I'm walking quite frantically on the sidewalk juggling four bags, I slip on the ice and just like that, I cut my forehead and I even hear a crack. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> no. Oh, and now blood is dripping down my face. Beautiful. Okay. But once again, the circus is calling. So after assessing that I have a cut, we move on. We see a lady on the sidewalk. She too is on the floor. I think, is she going to a boring party too and looking for an excuse to not go? No, she was indeed unconscious. Us being doctors, we stopped to help her. Long story short, we stopped for 30-ish minutes helping her and waiting for the ambulance and all. So now we are late, late. My new white outfit is now stained with red stained red from the blood. My face is covered in dried blood and I have some vomit from the sick lady. Awesome that's wow you must have looked amazing we arrive at the party i give the host the friend's gift he so carefully asked us to bring them oh cute they gifted them a set of six glasses that i know for a fact cost four hundred dollars each oh wait what is that the glasses are all broken now we know what the crack was when i felt no 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 so now wait four hundred dollars each for glasses i'm needing to know more details on this that is actually so absurd so now they're acting like i broke them on purpose cute night moves on i even go to the bathroom and clean myself up and it seems like we can have a good time oh wait i'm not wearing my glasses and walk into a christmas tree glass shattered once again everywhere and i look like the grinch pushing over christmas trees onto the floor oh my god it fell on the floor wow you must have like bodied that tree <laughs> that is that is crazy i'm so sorry for you though this sounds like a truly horrible time um Later, at one point, this woman comes to me and says, love the dessert you brought. I'm thinking, babe, I didn't bring any dessert, just wine to get me through the night. But sure, thanks, Susan. This happens two other times. Clearly, word got out that I made this dessert, that, and I don't even care to PR control this false narrative. We later leave and decide to stop at the hospital because my husband needed to see a patient that he had seen earlier that day. I'm waiting for him, and I see some people in the emergency room. I recognize them. Those are some of the guests who apparently are claiming to have food poisoning from my dessert. The one, mind you, I truly did not make. And one of them starts yelling at me, accusing me of attempted murder. See, I told you my husband's friends are a mess. I never got to wear that white coat again. And now every food I bring to a party, no one eats. Oh, oh my God. You were cursed that Christmas. That's a Christmas curse. That sounds like the name of a Hallmark movie, but that is crazy start to finish. I had no idea where that one was going to go. That is a real roller coaster. That's a roller coaster Christmas. Wow. Have you ever returned to that party? I need to know because that is almost more bold of you to show your face there again. But also it's kind of a phenomenal out. You didn't want to go to that party anyways. You just make it the worst Christmas party they've ever had. Bada bing, bada boom. You get out of going to the Christmas party. Maybe all of this was orchestrated into your mind on a subconscious level. That could be, I don't know, dive into that, reflect on that, get back to me. This one isn't a horror story. It's actually kind of cute. Okay. This is like a good, a good way to break this up for us. Maddie, I adore you. And that's it. That's all it says. Um, I've been quite lonely lately and your podcast has been a bright spot. Thank you. You are so welcome. I'm so glad I'm so glad that this has been a comfort to you. That actually makes my entire day. I hope you know that. Moving right along. This isn't exactly a horror story, but it's my favorite adult Christmas memory. For a few years, my sister often had to be on call for work on holidays. One such Christmas, my mom loaded a feast into the car and my mom, grandma, and younger brother and I drove to my sister's condo so she could stay close enough to work. At one point in the day, my mom announced that we all needed to hide so Santa could come. We were all in our 20s, but mom is a champ who keeps the Christmas spirit alive. Love that. Sister, brother, and I camped out in sister's room, assuming grandma was helping mom. When my mom announced that Santa had come and gone, we emerged and realized my grandma was missing. Grandma already had dementia and poor bladder control, so we panicked. All four of us started tearing the condo apart, even checking the stairway outside, the cars, etc. Finally, opened a minuscule closet in this tiny second bedroom, and grandma was standing in the closet and raised her hands as she softly said, Boo! 
<laughs> Turns out she thought the direction from mom was hide and scare the kids. We only had a few more Christmases with grandma. So I'm very grateful for such a fantastic memory with her. That is so beyond wholesome and kind of the best case scenario when your grandma is all of a sudden missing at Christmas. That's exactly what you want to see her hiding in the closet trying to scare you. That's so, so, so sweet. Thank you for sharing that memory with us. I love that. Okay, this one says, I'm not sure if you can call this a holiday horror story as it wasn't on Christmas Day, but it was a family trip we took around Christmas. I was about five, I would say, and my family decided to book a cruise for the Christmas time to the Pacific Islands off the coast of Australia. My family consisted of me and my brother, who would have been about 10 at the time, and my parents. Obviously, being five, I didn't have much awareness of what was going on around me. Still don't. So as my mom and dad were getting their tickets checked, we were in this large room. To the right is a bridge to go back to the shore as the cruise was still docked. And if you went down a hallway, it led you to a bunch of elevators to get to different levels. So me being five started to wander off down the hallway and my brother starts following me. And I misunderstood my mom saying, don't go anywhere without your brother as don't let your brother come anywhere with you. (laughs) So, so I told my brother, mom said, you can't come with me. So I wandered down the hallway and I see an open elevator and I thought it would be really cool to just stand in it. Soon realizing the doors actually shut and started moving. Who knew? Due to some gaps in my memory, the last thing I remember is looking at my brother who looked perplexed through the glass elevator doors. (laughs) And I descended into what felt like an abyss. Then cut to me wandering around the hallways on an unknown level. I have always been chill, so I wasn't crying or upset. I was just walking around having a look at everything. Next minute, a man says, are you lost, little girl? He was the only person in sight in this hallway. Now, I know what you're thinking, but by God's grace, this wasn't a creepy man. It was actually the captain of the ship, which I was stoked to find out as a five-year-old. So I'm walking around with this captain, and around the corner, I see a lady and a bunch of police officers, to which the captain turns to me and says, is that your mom? Yes, it was. Even as a five-year-old, I thought the need for six cops was a tad dramatic, but to be fair, the ship was still docked, so someone could have for real taken me. I'm just grateful that the man didn't, that family didn't have bad intentions. At the end of the day, I was safe, but not safe enough for my dad who yelled at me for leaving the family. (laughs) Classic. That is so classic. I cannot, just picturing a little five-year-old turn to their brother and be like, no, you can't come with me anywhere. Sorry. (laughs) So savage. I love it. Okay, I think we'll end on this one. When I was 16, we were at my grandparents for Thanksgiving. Most of my family was downstairs, but a few of us, mostly kids, including my grandma, were upstairs. In the middle of a conversation, my grandma literally starts choking on some turkey, like could not breathe choking. Luckily, my dad was up there with us and gave my grandma the Heimlich and she was okay. My grandma complained for weeks about how my dad broke her ribs. (laughs) I don't think she ever even said thanks to him for saving her literal life. Classic grandma. Haha. Oh my God. Also, that could have been a much worse holiday horror story had your dad not been there to perform a literal life-saving act. So iconic of him. I know the Heimlich. I'm not confident that I would be able to do it in a situation. I feel like, well, I think maybe adrenaline would kind of take over, but I just like hope that no one chokes in front of me because that's not something I feel emotionally prepared for but maybe everyone should consider now brushing up on their Heimlich maneuver skills as we head into the holiday season anyways thank you guys so much for sharing these stories with me I literally love reading these every single time you guys write in so really really truly thank you Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and I will talk to you next week bye